Cody here from... Well... What are we? Who are we? I'm saying we're now Animal House. That's right. A uh, subsection of Movie House, what we're calling the new feed overall. Um, Until Ryan texts us later and it's like, no, it's not good. You're, it's not not movie, you're not Animal House. Here's the thing. Um, I got a house. Got three cats and a dog. Kieran has more hair than most men should. Uh, it's disgusting. Uh, smells like a rat. Absolutely. Uh, is a rat. I figure why not call personal. it Animal House. You know, there's like something chaotic about it. Right. Um, we're the Because we're going to be bringing some commentary still, yes, but that's not going to be our weekly focus. Right. We maybe will throw in some movie news, some top fives, top right. tens, some... Like retro, uh, retrospective looks at like franchises and sure, careers sure. and stuff like that. So We're trying to work out something where we get out a weekly something. Right. It's uh, It's fresh for us fun for us not that the commentaries weren't but who really wants to listen to a commentary on like the, the latest uh child's play movie you know? right exactly um, yeah so like Chucky. that was yeah like that was the thing that we discussed right like we still want to do commentaries and it's clear that you guys still want to hear the commentaries because we look at the we've heard some of the numbers before mm-hmm. um but for think, example you know star wars that's gonna be a right really like exactly commentary. yeah so yeah probably more on movies that either really suck Exactly. Or really topical as right. far as like being a superhero movie or whatever. So I think what we would like to do is every single week, we'd like to put up a poll or something for you guys. Um, one option is a commentary for the week and then one option. So it might be like Rise of Skywalker, right? Sure. Commentary. Then there might be another one, a uh, top 10 list, and it might be top 10 uh, Star Wars movies, right? Or right. we might do a retrospective look at the original trilogy of star wars right so those things we look at all of the uh the the original trilogy like you know a new hope uh empire and uh return of the jedi and we just Mm -hmm. talk about all three of them in a podcast so that's a lot of like what we are trying to do and we'll let you guys vote on it and put it out so maybe every single week it might be a commentary who knows but really the goal is uh if we had one you know what people i think loved about the old Schmoes No podcast, right, um, or the live podcast, whatever that's technically called. It felt like you were kind of, and that very much it feels like, <clears throat> like that to a lot of people on SEN. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it feels something along the lines of you're sitting there just chatting with a group of friends, right? Yeah, you right. Get some different opinions. Um, there's some knowledge there at the same time, but you really have fun with it. That's what we're gonna try to do with this uh, inaugural Joker commentary we're about to do right and uh moving forward this year so you're gonna have more consistent i think content with pj and and, and ryan and tv house yeah movie house movie house and tv house oh there's yeah. two of them okay yeah in austin uh and we're gonna be there as well just um you know I, that's why i like animal house you don't you can train an animal mm. but you know we got this this primal instinct we're gonna do what we want we're gonna right. shit in the floor we're gonna bite yeah. your arm hell yeah and uh, it's going to be chaotic and fun, hopefully. So, right. Without further ado, Kieran, we got a Joker queued up here on Voodoo. Right. I'm hitting absolutely. play in three, two, one, enter. So do we on have this Joker? New, new 4K TV that. here with the soundbar. Absolutely. And because now we, of course, are not Schmoes No, yeah, or the Schmoes No podcast feed, listening to us. 
you can do so by subscribing to the Movie House podcast feed. And if you already are subscribed to the Schmoes No podcast feed or to the Movie House feed, you can just stay where you are. You don't have to change every, anything up. And uh, you can follow it, follow the podcast. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words trying to think of the new podcast uh, Twitter handle at Movie House Pod. And the same thing for Instagram. Blu ray back talk is dead. Yes. And don't what, follow us out of it? pity. Follow us if you like what we're doing. Uh, what, I don't want your is, pity follows. What is it? Uh, let the past die? As a... Kill it if you have to. Exactly. Yes, yes Kieran. Cody is at Cody Polson. I'm at Kieran underscore Bergen. We are watching Joker. Joaquin Phoenix putting his makeup on here at the very beginning. and Just won a Golden Globe for this, didn't he? Yes, absolutely. We're recording this the day after the Globes. and He just won a best performance in a drama. Uh, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Very well earned in this. Uh a lot of great performances this year, but his is absolutely a complete standout in this performance. I was kind of surprised that this scene was the opening scene when we originally watched the trailers. It I made you think it was like maybe a third of the way through, halfway. Right, with or the when tear he's like about to break, essentially, break. Yeah. yeah. With the tear kind of running down his, uh, his face, but you definitely felt like it was, like I said, two-thirds of the movie. Right. But opening scene. How we are on volume right now. I don't really know, like see a number on the screen, so yeah, have to go with it. I love the the look of Gotham in this movie. It just feels dirty, like that dirty '80s New York, and just uh, really how I imagine Gotham City to look. Just like a fucking scum city, sure, that you wouldn't want to live in. I mean, it definitely honors the movies. It's kind of, uh, I guess, like going for. Right. And 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 it's overall look. King of comedy and uh Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scorsese who produced this movie as well. Uh I think he even said the other day that he hadn't even watched this movie yet. So consistent yeah. with his comic book movie themes. Aren't you just tired of all that? I, t- I hate it. I hate everything about it. Um It's like who cares what a person likes and Right. And doesn't like, I mean that sounds kind of hypocritical because here we are like, uh, you like when your opinion's validated, right? Uh, that's why you, you enjoy listening to podcasts and such. But uh, to like single a person out and like, I feel like we're we're judging, judging the man for, you know, rather than like, it's all tabloid nonsense. You know, it's not like we have a video conversation about the specifics of why. He, Right, likes what he likes and doesn't like, and yeah, I don't know. Speaking of uh, Scorsese, neither neither you or I had uh, the Irishman in our top ten list of 2019. Right, uh, we, you can listen to that here on the podcast feed. Me and Cody gave our top ten movies of 2019 and of the last decade. That's probably about three episodes back. We'd love for you guys to to take a listen. It was about an hour long, a little bit over that, and we had a lot of fun recording it. Definitely a solid movie. Like, uh, anything, which this movie was in our top five. What this movie oh. here? It was both in our top five, I believe. Yeah, using the big, uh, big letters on the screen, like movie losers. Oh yeah, which is our uh, YouTube channel that we haven't put anything on in eight months. Yeah, but, uh Yeah, anything Scorsese puts out, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch, gonna tune in. <laughs> I'll tell you that that scene there where he's just getting beaten by the kids does like a great job setting the the tempo of the movie and like it it 
tempts you to feel bad for for this guy consistently mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Definitely. I don't even know. Are street kids like that in New York? Just stealing your signs and beating you up in alleys for no reason? Cities seem like a scary place, don't they, when we live in Oh yeah. Lexington, Kentucky. A little like safety of a college town. Right. A lot of a lot of suburbs. The burbs. I'm curious though, like uh other than like the cast members of like your Marvel movies. I feel like I don't hear as much about like them being in the favorites of like your renowned actors. Like you never see a Brad Pitt or somebody like tweet about Endgame was kick ass. Like I loved it or right. I really don't see much in the way of like actors commenting on, on films in general out there. Right. I feel like unless it's like a very close friend or something along those lines, um, like sometimes I'll see like uh, like Robert Downey Jr. He might like comment on a Tom Holland movie right. or something along those lines. But I guess Tom Holland's in a lot of movies with Robert Downey Jr. So I guess it makes sense. But it's fair. They have a movie coming out just this month. Ron um, Tomatoes did. Uh, they may still do it, but there was like articles every now and again about like actors' top five films or five films that, like influence them or right. I do remember something yeah. like that. Um. And I get some kind of fun feedback there, but I like that sort of stuff. Um, like I wish junkets would ask more specifics about what actors liked in mm-hmm. like films in general, but even for like a particular film they enjoyed. Instead we get Martin Scorsese who's asked the same question about Marvel's not being cinema like 80 times. On right. A press, on it's a press such a, like such a broad, like you can, I think you can infer what he's meaning, but it's like, if you're going to ask a broad question, you're going to get like a broad answer, which is going to give you like a perfect headline for your, you know, shitty article. I feel like anybody who has that like handwriting just is like a, is a psychopath. That shit is just like chicken scratch. So you have good handwriting. I do have good handwriting for hmm. a boy. For for a nice young for, boy, for, it's like for a, a nice young twenty six year old boy. Exactly. Ink, you smoking a real cigarette there? Do they do that in movies still? Uh, for realism, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Joaquin Phoenix actually smokes. I remember. I feel like he he would for this role. Oh, I'd say yeah, he did. Yeah, he, that makes sense. Yeah. So Not that it matters really, but that's this that, is that's a big scene right there, right? Like where he's banging his head against the the window because it plays a little bit towards the end of the movie when he's like, you know, when he gets caught. Like some people say, is that like towards fl- the end? Like, like nobody knows. We don't know if that's a flashback from this point or essentially like a you know a present day moment where he's like thinking of this. I don't know. I lean towards. We're seeing his recent memory of how right. things went down while he's in the right. Lead. Well, that's that's what I assumed when I watched the movie, but I know some people some people discussed it. But I, when you were talking about the cigarette thing, I remember what's her name, Sarah Polson. She's uh, she was in Glass, I believe, yeah. this uh, this past year. But when she was filming the TV show, uh, the people versus OJ Simpson, and she played the prosecuting attorney on there, mm-hmm. she smoked real cigarettes and then she became like addicted to those cigarettes and had to like 
like you know go cold turkey and get off of them right well that's like a a thing with old hollywood right everyone smoked so how would you be if if you if there was like a man just like making faces towards your kid like this would you turn around like that mother and just be like fuck off or would you just kind of ignore it this bus looks a little gross um I don't think I'd outwardly like snap. I'd, it'd, it'd be a little strange. I'd probably be more glass half full mm-hmm. upon first uh, reaction. But I mean, he does kind of look creepy. The music in this is just fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, who did the score so of this again? Man, they, I, I literally knew this because I used to listen to... Uh, Violin kind of reminds me of... Uh, I'll look, I'm going to look it up a little here. bit. How it was yeah. used by uh, Ramin Jawadi. But do you think the, the laugh thing was a real condition, or do you think that was just like something played into his mind? No, I think it was real. Okay. Which I thought was an, a genius idea. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's it works very much for the character for the movie, but you don't want too much. That's like, was he laughing the whole time, or was it all in his mind? Right. I feel like the simplest explanations for that kind of like how you edit a movie is is the best. Uh, let's friend, see uh, here. Hildor. I I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Hildor. Uh, Guan Guansendir, it's like a German. I don't know. Sounds uh, like Scandinavian, maybe or something. Yeah. So, what other movies has he scored? So he did Joker, of course. He did Chernobyl, uh, which All I liked right. a lot. Uh, Sicario, Day Day of Sol- Solado, Solando. That was the second the one. Second one. Yeah, I never saw uh, that one. And then just maybe some like some other TV shows, really that I haven't really heard hmm. a ton about, but. Some good, uh, some good, good stuff under their name. So I forget my friend Curtis. A few years ago, we were watching Donnie Darko. Good movie. And uh, you know that movie is one you can read into as well. Mm-hmm. And he was. I mean, we were all drunk, but he was like so certain that Frank, like that the human guy, yeah, that's like in the rabbit costume. He he said that the whole movie took place in, inside his mind. Mm. And he was crying because he couldn't get the images out of like he couldn't get the story out of his head. And it was like driving right. him crazy. Right, right. I'm like, how in the world would that be rewarding to as a story? Mm-hmm. This random character we get at the <laughs> end, it's all in his mind. It's just like a twist for a twist's sake. Right, right. It definitely isn't even play like that on on screen. So I've made fun of him for it for all these years. Joaquin Phoenix, man, like, just, like, he has to be considered just, like, in performances alone, like, just top tier. The man is a fucking just genius what he does in front of the camera. Who uh, who would you put in his, like, category as far as current actors? I mean... Christian Bale? Christian Bale, yeah, I love Bale, um... Leo, man, like I, to be as famous as Leo is, and like how you know good looking he is, how he can just like dive into a role, and you kind of forget sometimes that it is Leo doing that. 
he's up there. I, you know, Joaquin, like Joaquin is a guy who I just get like instantly excited for mm. when I see him a part of a movie. I think Joaquin can transform more than DiCaprio or Pitt. I agree. Which I think they're both stellar actors as well. But to me, like Joaquin and Christian Bale can like really transform, or uh, even Jake right. Gyllenhaal with uh, Nightcrawler. Right, a Daniel Day Lewis or something like that. Like, yeah. I feel like if you're very, if you're like, um, <clears throat> what's it like, geometrically attractive, like you're a Leo or you're, you're mm-hmm. I feel like if there's like a little quirk to you, you can disappear more into roles like like Adam Driver. I feel like it can do that. Right. Because they they're like. They're relatable as far as like they don't look like you know just freaks up there. Mm-hmm. They're good looking people, but they got their own little quirks about them that allows them to kind of disappear into character. I felt like this is just these little like looks into his mind, yeah, on how he idolizes people or feels towards people, which is Todd Phillips, man, like the guy who did. The Hangover trilogy, mm-hmm. like doing a a movie like this is insane, and he knocked it out. Yeah, the second. I feel like the Hangover sequels are a bit darker. The comedy just isn't there, so maybe he was just kind of doing the wrong kind of movie. I don't know. Mm. Those weren't very good at all. The second and third. Yeah, I've I've never like, I never really liked him either. I'd rewatch the first one, because uh, oh, yeah. the first one holds up, but the sequels were just yeah. The sequels are just the same template formula as the first one, but they just switch character here and there. Mm-hmm. I remember the first one, man. When that first Hangover movie came out, I literally would just cry laughing. Oh yeah, it's one of the few movies that like my parents went and saw before I did. Which was weird. They went to go see The Hangover, and they came back, and they told me it was like the funniest shit they've ever seen. And I was like, "Incredible!" Didn't Joaquin have like a pretty snarky speech, acceptance speech? Who's when that guy's reward? Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't watch the Golden Globes last night, but I heard that he uh he he had a pretty insane and pretty insane uh, acceptance speech for for his award. Christ. When uh, when this movie was announced, I remember thinking, like, what the fuck are DC doing? Making a Joker Origins movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, you need to build on your DC extended universe. You need to rebuild that. Do not be making a... Uh, a off-brand movie, offshoot movie from the universe. Yeah, pretty God, his body uh, just fucked. Yeah, scrawny. He lost seventy five pounds for this role. Whew. God. Yeah, it's it's frightening. But, I like Denier on the role too. Oh yeah, it was great. Great to bring him in. But yeah, I was just like remember because it got announced like the same day, the same time as like a Jared Leto uh, solo movie for him as well, and I was just like, what the fuck are we doing? But yeah, once Joaquin got announced, I was on board. Once he was announced, that was it. I was like, okay, I want to see this. It's weird that they chose to go with this while at the same time doing your kind of uh, run-of-the-mill, bigger-budget, you know, 
right. universe building movies. I don't even think I, I remember reading an article where wasn't it like Jared Leto? He likes to try to sabotage the creation of this movie. Really? Yeah. I guess he wasn't too happy that they were making a Joker movie, solo movie without him. And that, uh, I think his agent, he called his agent and told him that to like sabotage the movie somehow. I think maybe he might've been the same agent or same agency as Joaquin or something along those lines. Your tabloid journalism from Kieran himself right yeah, here. Not not very clear on, on what it was, but I do remember reading that. And I don't even think Warner Brothers had a lot of belief in this movie. I think they, uh, I think maybe Todd Phillips asked for like a bigger budget and they denied it. And I think he had to make it for like 45 million or something like that. Doesn't that always work? It seems like whenever you're forced to make the movie you want with a smaller budget, it, it just is right. usually a better film. You just have to be so much more creative. Are they still doing a, I don't know if it was even a, an official announcement or just like a kind of a knee-jerk reaction, but didn't they say a sequel to this movie was Yeah, I think they, supposed to be in the works? I think like maybe Todd Phillips might have said that there was a, a sequel. Cause, he backtracked on it, right? Yeah, I think a little bit, but he basically was uh, said, uh, like, what was it? That he wanted all of the DC villains to make movies for. Hmm. Like a Lex Luthor, he wanted to make like a solo Lex Luthor movie, just like this of some sort. Interesting. Which I think is great, but I'd like to see somebody else do it. Like I don't want it all to be under Todd Phillips. Like let other people who had different visions mm-hmm. do it. But are there still clown businesses? That's the question. I don't know how. When was the last time you saw a clown anywhere? Twenty twenty. How the fuck could you decide just to be a clown? Oh, I mean, whatever clowns are left, they're 100% a molester of some kind. Right. Humans, uh, animals, young, old, uh, they're molesting. I'll never forget, back in high school, when I got home at like 3.30 or whatever, 4 o'clock, and I'd come home and turn on MTV, back when they had decent programming on there. It would be like True Life. Mm -hmm. I was a big True Life guy. And like, it was like true life. My parents are clowns and it would just be like following this girl who'd come home from like school or whatever. And her parents would just be like dressed in full clown garb, like pulling like scarves and shit out of their like (laughs) shirts or whatever. And she was just like talking about how like she couldn't bring friends over and she like brought, oh no wait, it was like, I remember she asked her parents not to dress up as clowns because she was having like a couple of girls come over for a sleepover and they just did it anyways. I was like, what the fuck? Jesus. I think in 2020, there may not be like a more like insulting thing that's not a curse word than calling somebody a clown. You go to the like, uh, you just want to eat a snack. You go to your pantry, open like the Pringles jar and like a, a, one of those snakes fly, shoots yeah. out. It's like, yeah. God damn. Mom. Fuck off. <laughs> it's like, it would be the worst. So this here, the girl getting on the elevator, never actually happens, right? I think this happens. I think everything after that happens. Yeah. Happens. Doesn't happen. Sassy Beats, man. She's fucking, uh, she's fantastic. She was in Deadpool, Deadpool as well, isn't that right? Deadpool 2. Deadpool 3, I guess, is happening, isn't it? Yeah, Deadpool 3 Deadpool is happening, forward. yeah. I That's hope, cool. I hope she gets to be a part of it. 
I think she was like second in the running for to play Catwoman in the Batman movie mm-hmm. coming up. She was a second choice. I think in the Deadpool movie, you got to end it. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Almost like mimicking uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like you, that's how you get Hugh Jackman back in a cameo. You get uh, just like Endgame, but bigger. Do you think you think Ryan Reynolds could pull that? Do you think Disney would want to kind of mock their own? I mean, because he has to now, right? Right. Mock uh, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I think it'd be genius. You don't want to like go half-ass on that and just lean into it, right? It just kind of depends. I mean, like, do you want to create like a foundation or not? Like, do you want Deadpool to be part of the MCU, be part of... Or him to be can- like or to be a off joke. Of, yeah, to be in his own little pocket universe. And or I, like I think- a, if, you re- if the Avengers <laughs> were there, but they were all playing different... Like Avengers? Right. Like Robert Downey Jr. was dressed in Black Widow's... I still think one of the funniest things that Deadpool 2 tried to do, but they never did, was like in the scene where he's uh, interviewing people to be on the X-Force team. Mm-hmm. They tried really hard to get Chris Evans to come in as the Human Torch. Oh, I gotcha. And he was like, wait, he's like, haven't I seen you somewhere else? He's like, I'm the Human Torch. No, 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 no. You're more like a patriotic kind of guy. Where have I seen you from? You know, playing off the fact that he's also Captain America. Right. So Never did it, though. They weren't able to, I guess, maybe line up Chris Evans dates or something along those lines, but would have been fucking hilarious. I feel like Evans would definitely do it. I'm not uh, on board with old woman uh, no. cleavage and... I feel like we've seen too many old women in bathtubs on this podcast. We watched The Shining, um, and then this movie has too, too many, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. But this movie just does like a great job of like just making you kind of feel uncomfortable throughout the whole thing. Well, uh, going back to kind of like the Scorsese topic, I agree. Like sometimes the, your bigger budget, like superhero movie, can they can feel really like <clears throat> made by committee. Where this like feels like cinema, this one here, like, yeah, like a vision, direction. Sometimes I don't even think you can really uh, quantify it. Just it feels different. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, this movie is not like you know made to be like a roller coaster. This movie is just made to be kind of just like take you on a journey of telling a you know, complete story. I don't think this movie was made to have a sequel or anything along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this cut. Like this movie has just the right amount of chuckles. Right. God, his body though. I'm just like, <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Shoots a hole through the wall. Oh, wallpaper. When does uh, when does Batman come out? The Robert Next Pattinson year. One? Next year. They just started filming. Oh, nice. I saw a picture of like uh, apparently Pattinson. He was like on a on a motorcycle or something like that. My God. So do you? I believe this happens right, where he does follow. Zazie beats his character. Uh, I need to look up her character's name, but where, when when she confronts him later on, Selena Kyle. <laughs> definitely not her name. Definitely not her name. 
Um, but she like confronts him. She was like, "Oh, were you following me?" And that's when they decided to go on a date, which mm. should be a red flag that that never fucking happens because that's bizarre behavior. Is uh is oh Selena Kyle's the black cat, right? Uh, Selena Kyle is black cat. Yes. Damn. <laughs> Who's Catwoman? Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Zoe Kravitz. No, I meant like uh, the actual. I was trying to like impress you with my comic character uh, pull there. Right. What made the joke funnier? But I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're... the 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 characters, the, the the alter ego of Catwoman. Yeah. Who is Catwoman? Selena Kyle. Oh, I thought who's Black Cat then? That's a Spider Man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Spider Man. That is Felicia Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Okay. So I was I was right. You were right. But now in talking about my joke, it was becoming less funny. Right. Sophie is the character's name, by the way. Sophie. We'll uh, we'll get to this later, but as I've mentioned to you off uh, podcast before, I'm glad like they didn't lean so heavy into the like obvious world building. Mm-hmm. I could have even done without the scene where Bruce's parents die at the end. You know. Right. I would have been fine without it. I like this the scene though. It just kind of like shows you the quirks in his mind. That the fact that he's listening to this comedian, he's watching this comedy show, but he can't. He's not laughing at the right parts. Mm-hmm. So he laughs, and there's nobody laughing, and then everybody starts laughing, and he doesn't find it funny. Right. I just think that's like a great way to kind of show that this guy is just off naturally. He is just doesn't worse understand than social having to cues. explain why something is funny. Oh yeah, that's it's impossible. It's impossible. Speaking of comedy, what did you think of uh, Gervais's monologue? I only got to see clips of it. Um, I based, the only part I really saw was that he just like kind of chastised Hollywood and be like, "No political statements in your acceptance speeches. You guys are a bunch of frauds," which I mm. thought was uh, pretty pretty cool on him. But I, I heard he took some shots, and but I the Golden Globes, unless it's really like the Oscars, I really don't give a shit. I look and see who wins because it gives me like a good barometer on who who I think might win um, an Oscar or not. But the Golden Globes are just insane. I was just glad that Game of Thrones didn't win shit. Right. I mean, they're only on for one award with Kit Harrington, but I got to be honest. Like, I really don't care who. I don't really care about award shows anymore. Um, except unless they have like a good comedian. Another mm-hmm. good monologue, you know, I'm there for some laughs. Yeah, it doesn't really matter so much to me who wins or loses. Um, I mean, I think it's cool if, like, a movie that maybe wouldn't get the notoriety it would without being award, uh, awarded something or nominated. Right. You, you'd go see something because of that. That's a cool aspect. But as far as, like, the who wins and who loses, I'd, that's the part I don't really care about at all. So what you're telling me is you wouldn't want to do a live reaction to the <laughs> to the Oscars? Hell, we can do it, but I'll just be sipping on some, some we booze. Can drink, and we can drink some booze. And not caring. Maybe we'll play a drinking game during the Oscars. Let us know if you want to hear it. So this is this is probably the first instance of this movie where something he thinks is happening isn't actually happening. Right. Because they do flashback and he's just like talking in the doorway to nobody. Did you buy this at all during the movie? I No. This, no? No, I did not b- believe it at all. Because there's just like that one scene in the trailer where he just like, look at those pajama pants. Those pajama pants are massive. Massive pants. 
But there's that scene in the trailer where he just kind of like walks into her doorway and just kisses her. And I'm like, there's no way that fucking happened. There's just zero percent chance that happened. So. Right. Um, but and plus anybody who just like knows that you follow them and it's just like, hey, you follow me today. I you saw like you. Me. Let's let's fuck. Mm-hmm. No, not going to happen. You're bold. Speaking of following, um, I just watched the pilot of uh, a show called You on Netflix that Barbie put on. I watched partially the first season. Worth continuing? A lot of people love it. I got bored of it, to be honest with you, but I think there's a, I'm probably in the minority on that. Hmm. I can tell why, I understand why people like it. I was getting kind of Dexter vibes from it. Is that more or less what it kind of In a bit, yeah. In, in a way, yeah. In a way. It's not like as like explicitly graphic, though, as, as Dexter was. Because the season, second season just dropped, I guess. And that's right. like what I looked at the IMDb scores. It looks like it's pretty strong compared to the first. I'm telling you, man, you need to watch Succession for fuck's sake. Where? What uh, What channel is it on? HBO. Let me see if my, I think I got my friend's parents' HBO login still. Mm. Let's see. It won a, won a Golden Globe for best uh, drama series at the Golden Globes. And then he, the one of the actors won best best lead in a drama series. Dude, he just like he just got fired and he just smashed his head through the glass essentially of that like phone booth. Mm. That's another dying thing. Wait a phone minute. Phone booths. You have HBO, don't you? I do. My god, well if I, this I'm logged in right now to Chris's HBO, so Well, if you ever lose it, let me know. And I'll uh I'll hook you up because you need to watch Succession. My god. It is one of the is the best television series I think I watched this year. Two seasons <clears> in. <throat> the Roy family, fucking great. But yeah, he just smashed his head into the. That's the phone booth thing, though. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Talking about. Another just dying thing you just don't see anymore. Right. Phone booths that used to be everywhere. Pay phones, phones, bo- phone booths. Exactly. Everybody's got cell phones. Like these guys, they were just like, here's some french fries. We're just going to start throwing it at this woman. I guess uh, different times or they're drunk, but if I saw that guy, I wouldn't approach him. I mean, I wouldn't either. But like you're more inclined to maybe like go up to him if you had like three of your guy friends with you. Sure. God, he's like just douchey fucks. And plus, these guys look like they—I believe they're like Wall Street guys. Like, do Wall Street guys ride the subway? Like, shouldn't they just have like their own like people to pick them up? Well, in the seventies, maybe. Yeah. Gosh, this part is just kind of like, it's kind of like heart wrenching to be honest with you, man. Oh man, you feel for him. You're, yeah. you're scared for him in this moment. But like, you just see like he's laughing, but like the way he controls his face is just like, 
because he just shows you the fear and the sadness at the same time. God. It's another great job. At, the music just swells up at the moment just mm -hmm. to like let you know that... God's being kicked to the ground. Right. Painful. Fuck. Fuck. Blasted. <laughs> get him. Oh, so yeah, he does get shot, that guy. He's just bleeding out of his leg. I thought for a second he was going to let him go. Like, I didn't think he was going to chase him down at that point. Right. Well, we got to... We sympathize with them already, you know, maybe right. now it's where you start to sympathize with them, but at the same time, be like, yeah. Right, like you question whether or not it's right to to do it, to kill this, this man, I guess. And just the way he, like, he just, like, stalks him down, like the gun just extended out like that. Mm -hmm. It's fucking Brutal. psychotic. Man, is there anything more just like, f like, scarier than clowns? Man. You ever been shot, Karen? Have I ever been shot? Huh? With any kind of gun, or just like a, like a real gun? A real gun? No, never. Wow. Oh. Have you? Oh, many times. Oh wow. By someone else or by yourself? Yeah, failed suicide attempts. Multiple ones. Mm -hmm. Just can't get it done. Can't get it done. You shot yourself. Lost in... many toes. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you shot yourself in the foot. Didn't really work out. Mm -mm. That staircase in New York's kind of immortalized now. Yeah. Right. Everybody wants to go take their pictures, even though it's like in like the shittiest part of the Bronx. Yeah. Apparently. I saw somebody was like, they tweeted when it happened. They were like, uh, they were filming it when it was being filmed. Right. I, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. That's as awesome. well. That's pretty, pretty cool to just kind of see like a little piece of cinema history there. But some guy was like, yeah, man, when you come here, make sure you guys are dressed, you're dressed as clowns. Make sure you guys have as much money on you as possible. Basically like alluding to <laughs> you're going to like the shitty part of town. You're probably gonna get fucking robbed. Right. I remember listening to, uh, I don't remember if I was listening to a podcast or an interview or what, but Todd Phillips was talking about this scene and I guess it was just kind of like improvised that he was sent this piece of music and him and Joaquin on set just listened to it and that Joaquin just started dancing in this bathroom. They were supposed to film a completely different scene and he just started dancing. They were like, let's film it and do it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty fucking sweet, man. Like, to not even have this plan, they just played the music on his phone, and he just started dancing. So, I, I take this scene as, like, him feeling kind of, like, liberated, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, this is who he wants to be, somebody who has control, somebody who has power, and that people fear him instead of the other way around, and he's just, like, filled with this euphoria and such about it that he just dances in the 
in a bathroom. Like song and dance. Is there anything else that, that like can? When you yourself are doing the dance, or you're hearing the music. Well, obviously, there's no music playing. He's just hearing it in his mind. But is there anything that kind of uh, awakens your? I don't know, like her spirit, maybe, or or. Right. I can't really speak so much for the dance, but like when you listen to a really good song, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of it makes you move, right? right? To an extent, there's nothing like that feeling of like, as you just kind of said, euphoria. See, this like, is obviously uh, not not happening. Going and banging this, but this like, girl. imagine somebody coming up to your door, and just like full clown makeup, sweaty, disgusting looking, and just bang them out. Mm-hmm. You had some sick fucking thoughts. Arguably, maybe like one of the funniest fucking jokes in this movie is coming up when he gets fired and he he's like, uh, <laughs> he walks out past the time clock and he's just like, man, I forgot to punch out. And he like punches the fucking time clock mm-hmm. until it falls off. I don't know why I laughed my ass off when that happened in theaters. It's such a shitty, corny joke. Yeah. Barbie didn't laugh at life with a shitty joke, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I like so the great. relatable aspect of like a shitty job, though. Yeah, like not specifically clown work, but that's great. I mean, you very much. <laughs> this could be any any you know one of us that have worked retail before. Oh yeah, if you've ever had a shitty job, you just like don't give a fuck. On the way out. <laughs> Don't smile. Was Todd Phillips nominated for director? I would, I would, oh man, I would imagine so. I guess we could. Is look there it a up. Uh, director? There's a director Oscar at the Golden Globes, right? A dr- or a director Golden Globe? Globe yeah, because I know um, the director for. Uh, I think Tarantino won. Tarantino won. You won for screenwriting, right? Uh, I think, yeah, they won. Here, I can just look up the Golden Globe nominations. Who is? Um, but the guy who, who directs it, we just talked about him last week for Parasite. He won foreign film director or something like oh, that. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I just so, want to see that. Um, comes out on streaming here uh, next week, actually. Really? Yeah, 14. Cool. I believe uh, nominations. Let's look up the nominees. That's nice about <clears throat> streaming services now, where these all these movies were released, you know, in the fall of last year. Right. I mean, within three months, you're getting your movies on streaming devices. I don't have to go to the theater and, and see them all. Nineteen seventeen won Best Picture, and like it hasn't even come out yet. I'm so excited to go see it. Nineteen seventeen one for the Golden Globe for best best picture yeah oh wow huh let's see here I'm kind of going through some of the nominees and uh, oh sorry no you're right Cody sorry uh, Sam Mendes won for best uh, director of a motion picture oh the 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 Parasite director won for best international or yeah foreign right so film, Sam right? Mendes won Tarantino was nominated Todd Phillips Bong Joon Ho for Parasite and then Martin Scorsese for The Irishman 
My favorite thing was that a uh, like best animated feature it had like three Disney uh, nominees in it. Yeah. It, was, it was like Frozen, Lion King, and Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, Lion King was nominated. God, if that would have won, I would have. But like the, my favorite thing was like Missing Link one, and I don't think anybody went to go see that movie. That was like the mm. Hugh Jackman Sasquatch movie. That was. I think I only care about awards if something bad. Yeah. Wins. Yeah. Going like back last... to your point about like Game of Thrones, we're we're so thankful it didn't win. Yeah. Right. Season eight. My, like last year, I think like uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Picture. Yeah. And like that's insane, insane. But yeah, no, I was glad that Todd Phillips got nominated for uh, for for Best Director. And I mean, man, what a what a crew, what a crew of movies. Yeah. I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited to see Sam Sam Mendes is uh 1917. I'm probably gonna go see it this week. Unrelated, uh, which we were talking about. Sorry, I'll just to finish on Sam Mendes, nineteen seventeen. We were, sure. You and me were kind of talking. Uh, we've here at Movie House. We've started up the Movie House uh, YouTube channel, and we were talking about me and you kind of getting back into video reviews and doing something maybe on the YouTube channel. So if anybody out there wants to see me and Cody do our our thing on the movie house uh youtube channel with some video reviews quick little video reviews and then later on the week you guys can check out what ryan and pj have to say of course on the pod they'll go into deeper thought than we would uh let us know let us know that if you guys would like to like to check that out and you guys can check out movie losers on on youtube if you want to kind of see what me and cody have done before right um, on movie reviews but go ahead with what you were gonna say sorry i was gonna say this may be a good topic for uh a podcast but uh Biggest disappointment of the year. Of 2019. Star Wars or Game of Thrones? You know, me and... Me and yeah, between those two. You know, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I think me and Ryan kind of texted about this a couple of days ago when I, I still lean uh, Game of Thrones. I think, mm. I think at least with Rise of Skywalker, there was a, like a valid attempt to at least end it the way they thought they should or could. I don't think there was a good attempt really at all. I think these guys were done. They were like, Hey, we're going to go make our star Wars movie that we're going to get fired from in a couple of months. And we've got to prepare it. to get fired. Soon. Exactly. So I, I think it was uh game of Thrones, but I would love to do a podcast on it and really do some research and yeah, like money was it. on the table, right? Like how do you, um, how do you not like, I'm curious what the relationship with George was like was, because how do you not like meet with him and and at least like plan out major beats like as showrunners they would have had to have thought this is going to seem very different and jarring than our previous seasons were they just right. blinded by were they blinded by their ability compared to like the earlier adapting of George George's work you know right is there anything more just like socially terrifying than doing stand-up comedy good question as arthur does his his stand-up routine here i i couldn't imagine like getting up on stage and just having like just telling jokes i mean yeah it's uh it's one form of comedy i i I kind of like i guess i don't really like going to stand-up shows necessarily but i like watching right. like, like Chappelle's 
stand up special I thought was really funny. To me, he's he's the best living guy who who does stand up. I'm more of a sketch person or right. like faux stand up. Um, like Tim and Eric uh, are my a couple of my favorite comedians like that, mm-hmm. that style of humor. Stand up wise, I do like uh, I like Chappelle and, and Ricky Gervais' stuff's good. Mm. True, but I've never had the urge to. Uh, I've got a couple of friends that have done it before, but I've never really had the urge to do it myself. Right. But you're definitely right. It's it's got to be terrifying. Because like there just couldn't be anything worse than staying up there and just bombing. There's like nowhere to run, nowhere to go. She's just not even there. He's just <laughs> yeah. He just pointed to nobody in the crowd, <laughs> and he has just like these naked pictures in his book. He's just like people are in the crowd are seeing it. Just brutal, man. Like just really, just like makes you cringe. I remember like when he starts laughing and he, you know, he can't really stop and he's up here. I was just cringing so hard. Might be the cringiest moment in this movie. Hmm. So at this the point, musical cues. Sorry to cut cut go, you off. No, go ahead. Like, it kind of started playing there when you thought I was getting the hang of the stand-up, but it's almost like a daydream, almost upon like second viewing. Right. The way like the music just goes along with him and the. It's a good little like projection there on his mind. But like, you know, this scene right here, right? He's looking out. He sees the guy in the clown mask. Is this, you think that's real? I think that's real. Because later on in the movie, everybody else is wearing clown masks Mm -hmm. in the the subway station. But I was just kind of like, man, like already people are wearing those clown masks. But that's, that's the thing about this movie is like, Especially after you see it the full full time, your first time, like you wonder what parts of it were real, what parts of it weren't. Right. But that's not like a major like aspect of the film. Like you're not walking away going, was that real or was that not real? It's just right. like, it's like upon yeah. second or third viewing, it's like you can kind of take that multiple ways. Right. Which makes for a good movie, you know. De Niro with just such a great little like he's not a cameo he's he's a sporty actor in this movie but he's had himself a good year Robert De Niro doing this movie and the Irishman of course and for sure Irishman didn't win shit at the Globes it was fine the movie was fine but it was fine didn't, wasn't, didn't pop for me didn't make it in my top 15 at all I liked uh <clears throat> like Quentin Tarantino's movie a whole lot, but even that for me wasn't like up to par of what I've seen from him. Right. That's why I really want to get on board with uh, like Parasite and Marriage Story, these movies. Jojo Rabbit. Right, movies that um, people are really raving about that. Yeah, you need to check out Marriage Story. From directors I've not seen before. Well, I've seen Taika Waititi, but... um, Yeah. Streaming soon. 
Although 1917, uh, that's one we got to see in the theater. Yeah. You haven't, was, you, haven't, you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't seen it now. No. I was actually, it hasn't been re- released nationwide yet. I, yeah, I believe it's like in 11 theaters right now across the nation hmm. alone. And so I, uh, I think it releases this coming Thursday, but I kind of want to go see it in IMAX, honestly, with just kind of that's the major draw of like what the movie looks like. Oh, yeah, definitely. I might, I might go see it. In IMAX. So this was, I thought this was like a great little like foil in the movie. And I remember this kind of got leaked early on, like the idea that Joker was related to Batman, that he was Thomas Wayne's son. I remember hearing that like early on in the process, like even before I think the movie filmed. Did you like that or filmed. not? What, did I like it? Um, Here's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people, when they watch this movie, they are like, you know, like, it's not the Joker that I read in the comic books and stuff. And I'm, my point is, I've read a fuck ton of Batman comics and a fuck ton of them have Joker in it. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at this as a completely just separate thing. And that's what I do with these, like, comic book movies. I think if you go into them looking at, like, well, you know, we, we adapted Civil War and it wasn't quite like the comic books because Goliath didn't get fucking blasted by a robot Thor. You know, I think that's just like a stupid way to look at movies. Sure. And so this one, I was just on board with whatever they wanted to do with it because it is such a different thing. It is not the typical comic book Joker. So I was on board. I was just like, fuck it. Like, let's do it. Um, it's like, that's this is like another thing that kind of leaves it up to you, to your interpretation. Like, you know, um, Thomas Wayne kind of says later on, like, you know, she was just crazy, but she has the, the picture, I believe, with his little, like, a little note on it from him and stuff like that, so. I like the twist. It's like. I I ultimately do think he is Thomas Wayne's son. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. See, I think he's not, and it was all in her head, and then, like, what really sucks is that he could have turned out just fine, but she was demented and abused him. and. But, but didn't he, he had the picture later on, though picture of what like right before he like actually like kills the 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 big guy and then he lets the little little smaller guy leave he has like a picture i think of his mom's or something like that with like thomas wayne on the back it has like a note saying that how much you know that he loves her and stuff like that signed from thomas hmm i'll just see when i get there like i i just assumed like that he he changed the files or something like that and like made her out to be fucking crazy but like I said, See, like, that's what to, this movie does. To me, does. that ties it more to like, uh, you know, Thomas Wayne and, and the, the Waynes and Batman. I, I I like it more if uh, his mom just literally made that shit up and fucked his life up. Right. But we'll see. My big old golden doodle, you're breathing right into the mic, aren't you? <laughs> I feel like that's like such like easy access to the house you can oh, just yeah. like climb that fence and just it's, like murder that a, child if you want that wanted. little rock face is like what three feet high right do you think this is like so a lot of people talk about this of course not being the joker that's from the comics or whatever like that but mm-hmm. some people say like that the joaquin phoenix is just a simply like he is a motivation towards the next joker who will be I guess Bruce's nemesis in the future when he becomes Batman. Sure. I mean, I think that's pretty solid. 
Yeah, I think that's like, pretty. I think like it's pretty neat. Little theory. If or they wanted to tie it in, but right at the same time, it would probably feel a bit unnecessary. I just think it's I so like how silly. they're wearing the same like shade. Oh yeah, I never really noticed that. Two different sides of a coin. Right. Maybe you're, what you're mentioning was right. They are related. Right. <laughs> These are little like cheap little fucking magic tricks. It's just so. <laughs> he just it's seems like, like so disinterested in this. Yeah, it's like you think that Bruce would by oh, now is, just like walk away and be like, "This crazy person is." This might be the gross. touching me and. Yeah, this might be the grossest part of this movie. When he like puts his fingers in his mouth and smiles. Yeah. Ugh, I don't like people's hands on my face, let alone yeah. their fingers in my mouth. Right. Oh. I remember one time I was in elementary school. These two kids, they would sit up in front of the bus and the whole time that they went, uh, like when we were leave home, like going back from school to home, they would just pick each other's noses and eat it. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, bro, that is so fucking gross, dude. You I mean you're gonna put your, if you're gonna put your fingers in my mouth, you may as well s sneeze on my tongue. Let me lick your ass. I mean that is just sick. I love the like the knockoff Ricky Gervais Alfred, terrible Alfred, worst yeah, Alfred. Yeah. Can we can we agree about that? Master White. I think he's should have got Michael Caine for the role. Oh, people would have flipped their fucking shit if they. <laughs> What's uh? Who is it? Jeremy Irons just get uh de-aged Jeremy Irons in this movie, and they'd be like, "See, it is connected to the Batfleck, Batman." Yeah, he just doesn't seem like an Alfred. I don't know. <laughs> Terrible Alfred. Just that's all I'll say about that. Who who played uh? Who played the Tim Burton Alfred? In those in those ones, do you know the Tim Burton Alfred? Um, I forget the actor's name. The hmm, hasn't he passed away in the fourth one? The the second Maybe, Joel Schumacher yeah. film. Yeah, those movies to me, I haven't like really watched any of them. Let me look up see who it was. I watched Batman and Robin like seven years ago, maybe in a. I found that one pretty, uh, that moment of the film pretty sad still. Mm. Alfred's like old and dying. That part worked for me. Michael Go? Go? Yeah. He passed away a while ago, I think. Yeah. Let's see. When, he, when did he Was pass? Was he the same Alfred in all four? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Uh, he passed away in 2011. I still say Michael Caine, best Alfred, though. In my opinion. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think you can argue that that whole series is kind of the best, currently. Yeah. Casting-wise, acting, because it's... It's Nolan, so well done. 
Nolan, yeah, great. What How do you think of the Christian Bale news of him being in Love and Thunder? Perhaps. Yeah, fantastic. If you're ranking your uh, your jokers, how are you? Uh, how do you rank them? Maybe one day we might do a whole podcast on it. But if you're does does Joaquin is he is he top for you? Is he is he bottom? Where, where does he kind of rank for you? I'd say Ledger first, mm-hmm. then Joaquin, and then Nicholson. Uh, and then, I mean, I've never seen the, the old movie with Cesare Romero. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've never, never seen that one. So I've had to put Nicholson last, but I mean, uh, it's hard to, it's hard for me to connect like live action with animated. I mean, everyone loves Mark Hamill as the Joker. Right. I mean, he is, he is, I think he's the iconic Joker of my childhood, mm-hmm. honestly, in a lot of ways, but I would probably still go Ledger and then maybe like Hamill then Joaquin, but those three are just like the ultimate performances and, you know, Jack Nicholson's, his performance works in a lot of ways, but just, just not my Joker, not my Joker. And then Cesar Romero, I think he'd be, he'd be last, but. Only because we haven't seen it. Yeah, right. right. Well, I never saw the movie. I've seen him in, the old 66 Batman series and such. So, hmm. um, Shea Wiggum. Oh, here. we forgot Jared Little, right? He's last. Oh, fuck. You're right. I did forget that. Yeah, he's dead last. Yeah, fuck him. No, that's not fair. I'd, I'd probably, uh, I, it's too hard to really tell. I thought he was like fine for that movie, but that movie's a bad movie. So, what can you do? Right. He's barely in it. Shea Wiggum here who plays, uh, this detective, but, uh, Gets his nose broken by Paul Rudd and Fast Six. Oh, you're right. But he's going to be in uh, Mission Impossible 7 and 8. Hmm. Casted. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's got a, a good laugh from the theater. Right. <laughs> Mission Impossible 7 and 8, those are uh, the last of the franchise, right? I don't know about that. Don't know about that. I'd probably say yes, and uh, Chris McQuarrie's coming back, right? He's coming back for both of them, yeah. Isaiah, wrap him up. I have a uh, complete faith in him. Why? I I don't remember why she's in the hospital. Did she have a stroke? I believe. Just the constant breakdown of a man throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Just breaking and breaking and breaking and breaking. Just imagine, like, you seeing yourself on your, like, favorite TV show just to be, like, embarrassed in front of the whole country. What TV show would that be for you? Uh, Walking Dead. Hasn't The Walking Dead embarrassed itself for years? <laughs> ah, man, this guy. But got him. Got him. 
what's, what's that showrunner's name? I don't fucking remember. The guy who ran into the ground. Craig Nicotero? No, he was before. He was actually... He's No, I'm talking about... I don't remember. Fuck him. I don't know. He's not important. He sucks. But no, Walking Dead is not my favorite television show. I don't... Th- I don't know if I have any really. I pretty well. You kind of have to make it be like a actual show with like like real folk, right? right? I mean, if you if you love like Jimmy Fallon or something like that, and you just like destroy, just destroyed you. I don't know if I like. See, I, I don't care if I get like made fun of though. So like, I think if Conan made fun of me, I think it'd be like one of the highlights of my life, you know? Right. I don't know where to see myself on like public television to be like offended or annoyed mm-hmm. or embarrassed. I mean, this this movie, I mean, I think, like, as a script, as a screenplay, I think, like, it's very, like, basic, the story. Just, like, how much can we break him down, break him down, break him down. But, like, Phoenix, man, he just puts on such, like, an amazing performance. It just rises it up, I think, you know? Like, oh, I think, it's the material. Yeah, like, I think if you had anybody else in this role, it probably wouldn't have made, like, my top ten, but... Uh, the way the way he just just eats up the the dialogue and the scenes is just incredible. The score is definitely guiding you along, though. Oh yeah, no way. Definitely deserves uh, some sort of like Oscar a nomination, in my opinion. Um, do they do scores for yeah? Films? Uh, I don't know if they do it for the Golden Globes, but I know they do for for uh, for the Oscars because who won last year was uh, the guy who did Black Panther. Oh yeah, sure. he's doing. Uh, I think he's doing Tenet this year as well. Hmm. That guy, but we saw like seven or eight minutes of Tenet in uh, the Star Wars IMAX right. showing. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't know what the hell was going on. Excited for the film, though. Probably, maybe we might do. A, I know um, PJ and Ryan did their top uh, anticipated movies of twenty twenty. We we might end up doing a podcast of that as well. But Tenet would definitely make my list. But we'll, we might do one. Um, I'm look, I'm just gonna look up here real quick to see if there's a yeah. They have one for original song. Oh yeah, original score. Yeah, Joker one original score. Nice. Yeah, nineteen seventeen. Also, Motherless Brooklyn, which I'm not. Uh, maybe we should have tuned into the program last night. Yeah, maybe we should have. Yeah. Uh, Watch that Hulu Live anymore. Cancel that because it was expensive as fuck. A bit too expensive for me. Yeah. Um, I would have watched it. Little Women and Marriage Story were also Randy Newman got nominated. Christ. He did the score for Marriage Story. Really good. Randy Newman just annoys me. You got a friend of me. I guess it was live streamed on YouTube. Could have watched it there. 
So do you like do you like this little bit of like real world, like our world, kind of being placed into this movie, like because they're watching like a Charlie Chaplin film here? Yeah, well, was that something that took you out of it or something? I think for like some people it, it might have, but like it didn't for me. Like, you know, I started thinking about Abraham Lincoln in this moment. <laughs> what? Oh, just because uh, of uh, Ford Theater, which yeah. I've been to. I've been to Ford Theater. Well, I don't know if this is the Ford Theater technically, but just a, well, it's a, not. I don't know. It's not a wealthy guy at the theater with a right in a, in a balcony, yeah, crazed person looming in the background. Those are like the nicest urinal stalls I've ever seen. It's just like pure marble. You know they got pissed all over the ground though by the urinals. Oh yeah. The rich don't care. You think they would have invented a material that would have you know absorbed the piss? You don't get that splash back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't help it. Splashes on your clothes, your shoes. Maybe if you were a Snapchat. <laughs> Just like. Your piss dream. Oh yeah. You're you're a disgusting human being. If you didn't hear, Barbie said that Cody uh, often Snapchats his. His uh, piss dreams. I it was of the bottom of the toilet, uh, the the urinal, and then I said I I captured it. I did it, mommy. I'm just gonna remind yeah. myself that I ever if I ever do receive a Snapchat from you, I'm just gonna instantly delete it. I'm never gonna open it. I don't receive any Snapchats from you ever, really. But I'm not gonna send any uh, genital pics. I don't know. Have you ever sent a a, a dick pic? I've never sent a dick pic, but I was a, uh, <laughs> I was sent an accidental dick pic once. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What'd you say to it? So we have this like we had this group chat, and all the group chat was made for was just roasting each other essentially. Like, sure. We'd make we'd actually go and make memes of each other or something like that. But so this guy who I knew, I was really really good friends with him. I was actually he he came out gay, and I was the first person he he told, which was like. Yeah, he might have, but he was dating somebody at the time, but, uh, he told me, he told me, and he actually was a, a furry as well, which was really, really fucking weird. But I was at, I was at my parents one day and actually, uh, Joe who records the podcast with us, he was actually at my parents as well with me. Hmm. And I just got this message and it was just like, uh, it was just like a, you got a new picture and I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. So I was like, I thought it was like a meme or something like that or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I open up and it is just this huge fucking dick pick like hard on, like I'm going to try to describe it for the listeners, but like it would be like you have your legs spread and you just have the phone down here in between your legs. So it's like looking back up. Jesus. And he was like the message, the message that came with the picture was like, what do you like more? this dick or my purple panties I'm wearing. And oh I was like, God. whoa. And so he realized instantly that he had sent it to me. And so what he tried to do was like write a bunch of shit so that the message would go up in the screen. I wouldn't be able to see it. But like, I already saw it. And he was like, please don't ruin me. Don't put this in the group chat. I'll, I was like, I'm not a fucking monster. Like, I'm not going to put your fucking nudes in the group chat. But I remember sitting there and I remember Joe looking at me. And he was like, you good? And I was like, we, we got to talk later, bro. We got to talk later. But, yeah. That's my uh, story of getting a 
uh, accidental in air quotes uh, dick pic. I like how he just gets in the fridge here. Yeah, I thought about. Doing I'm still that. trying to figure out why he fucking did that. Well, when I lived with my friends, uh, we would come up with these little games. We first started living with each other after college. Uh, one of them actually was to have your genitals out when they would round a corner. God. Um, after about a month, that faded away, and we started trying to scare each other. Like I hid in my friend's closet for like 45 minutes and jumped out and went wah. Um, one of my ideas was to hide in the fridge. God. And then when someone went in there for some, gra- reach out and grab them. But that would have involved like moving and all the shelves out as you just did. I just want to um, going back a couple scenes. Yeah. So I feel like there's points in this movie where it's like it could go one way, and he doesn't, you know, snap at the end. If 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 any of those like little beats go differently, right? I feel like Thomas Wayne in the um in the bathroom there. Maybe if he had been a bit kinder to this clearly kind of disturbed person, perhaps right it goes differently. But essentially, he's like, "Stay the fuck away from my son!" Like punches him. Right. I think that's the movie saying, you know, be a bit kinder to maybe people that are going through things like this. Right. I agree. I, I agree with you in this movie that every single uh, bad thing that happens to him is important to creating the monster that he becomes at the end. You look at something like, you know, if he wasn't put on the Murray show and embarrassed in front of by his hero and in front of the world, maybe he would have been different or... Right. Maybe if uh, he didn't get fired from his clown job or whatever. This is the one scene for Clearly, me if he never got the like... gun, it would have never happened, you know? Small things like that matter. That's the one scene that seemed kind of... Uh, like him just sitting on the bus with the camera moving mm-hmm. towards him. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't, I thought the bus background was pretty clearly CG, where everything else feels very, like, just... Real world, right? And gritty. Okay. Was that hospital? Um, the one in Dark Knight. Uh, Arkham. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like not not Arkham Asylum, but like the same physical that they blow up. Uh, I don't think they actually say. Oh no! But duh, they actually they blow that up in the movie. So. Yeah. Just looks similar. <laughs> I felt like, though, that that shot of them showing Arkham was just like, we need to constantly kind of remind... Remind the, you it's a Batman... It's a Batman... Gotham Universal yeah. movie. Right. Because I do think that is a thing with this movie, though, where it's like, you kind of lose the fact that it is a comic book movie. And not that that's a bad thing, right? Like, But I do think like adding, you know, of course, the Waynes in there and having Arkham... State hospital or asylum, and uh, having the Waynes be killed at the end and such like that. Like those are just things that just to, just to kind of remind the audience. Yeah, you are living in this this Gotham City universe. I remember I saw a quote. It was a quote from Todd Phillips there recently. He was kind of like talking about Joker and how it's not. Man, what was it was like? It was like a really like clickbaity kind of title like mm. on the article it was just like Todd Phillips says that successes of Joker financially have nothing to do with uh, do with it being a comic book movie and so when I look at that I'm like well that's just not 
factually true. Like, right. right. Like that's just not true at all because if you didn't have this, you know, be Batman or if it was named the clown and not Joker or something like that, like this movie would have done well, but it wouldn't have done, you know, a billion dollars. Right. Um, but I, I think I look at the quote and he was like, the movie's successes financially don't have to do with Batman. It has to do with the Joker and which is true because like Batman plays practically zero part of this entire movie. But, uh, I did find that to be a, just like another, uh, example of clickbait. So back to the dick pic. <laughs> okay. Was it a forest down there? Was it smooth like a baby's bottom? Um, it was kind of more like a little bit, little bit of a buzz cut. Chasing the kitties, that's bad. You're going to get in trouble, big guy. But no, it was a buzz cut down there. Nice. Barbie, do you want to say something? You're looking at me like you want to say something. I like... How did he... What kind of curls? Ringlet curls. I get it. I get it perm down there. Ugh. <clears throat> Disgust me. I don't it know how you're in a building like that. Just. It's just a gross know. building. Actually, uh, I I, like I did work there. briefly in a building like that. Um, at my uh, two jobs ago. Um, it's like a factory kind of automobile industry job. Um, we. I was in the office most of the time, sometimes out of the warehouse, but we went to learn this new system at this like neighboring factory and it was like gross like that. Like, right. Like if I was there full time, like it was dark and gross and like, Oh, just maybe I'm just like too aware of my environment. Uh, as far as like working a job goes, but man, who wouldn't be depressed working somewhere like that? Right. Like Kroger, you know, for all its pros and cons, right? And we were there together. It was pretty jovial grocery store, right? Just a, such a happy place. I mean, it wasn't like run down and just like the same looking kind of hallway. And I don't know. This place was just like grimy. Cause she even says in this movie, she's like, well, she's like, Thomas Wayne must have planted that, like, adoption papers and such like that. So you're leaning towards that he was a Wayne. Yes. And because he denied the child and the woman, she kind of went insane, which caused him to be abused. Right. So I think it's more heartbreaking if the mom actually was a little... Um, you know, crazy and well. I mean, I, she couldn't afford meds uh, like she needed to either, or get the help she needed, and then God. it's passed on to him. But I know I, but I still think like that's still a possibility in this movie, right? Like she was this. I think it's more sad that she was possibly this normal person who felt like this powerful individual fell in love with her, and they had a child together, and she thought he was going to help her out in life, and. He just progressively ruined her life and threw her in a sane asylum and she became 
insane, which which basically destroyed his life in a lot of ways. But don't you just love rain in movies? Oh yeah. How the how it makes the Isn't lighting his, look and God, oh, this is the part where he like walks into her apartment. And he just sits on the couch. This is where you. It's almost like his mind's last ditch effort to. I guess make it make it seem like this uh, this fantasy could be real, but right. Once he realizes, I think his mind fully that it was all just it's never gonna happen. He's never gonna have some. First of all, normal kind of relationship. Uh, I think terrible. It, it breaks him. Terrible pa- parenting uh, move right here. Keeping the door front door unlocked in a shitty apartment. True. Terrible parenting. But we don't know if he didn't if he broke in or not. So he just well, he just turned the door and walked in. Yeah, but it's still from his perspective. We don't have another person. Uh, fair enough. Ah, here. Fair enough. But like, could you just imagine like coming into your house and just like this psychotic man just drenched in rain sitting on your couch? Well, I come in and a psychotic uh, girlfriend's here. <laughs> oh man, this guy's yeah. he's on a roll, folks. He's on a roll. Some people say after this scene, though, like, you can see ambulances outside, which imply that he eventually murdered uh, Sophie and her daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Did you think he was going to kill her here? I I thought so, yeah. I thought something was going to happen where he, like, he felt denied by her, and he was just like, fuck it, like, you were my only, like same part of my brain or has he smothered the mom yet no not yet i think not killing her makes that mom seem more powerful because mm. then you're kind of expecting it right if he kills her here that's fair but he like turns around and he does like the kind of you know, gun to his head, motion with his fingers. Good mm. little call back to the earlier scene in the elevator. I was if she was just like at home, just getting like railed by some guy, and he just went psychotic, just sicko mode, twenty twenty. Christ. See, this is kind of played like. For a twist there, but how it's too early. Do it. Right. There's just no way, yeah. Uh, no way you can really other do it. Shoot, the music, man. I just cannot get over it in this movie. I don't think it was set up to be a massive, massive, like, twist. That's, that's where I think, yeah. like, him smothering his mom to death is a bigger. OMG moment. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just sitting there in his tidy whities See the the ambulance outside. Uh, I guess I didn't notice that the first time. Right. I didn't notice it either until afterwards. So like do you think that changes your perspective on what happened in that scene? Uh, it's hard to say because it's like it's a shitty neighborhood, right? Like, 
Right. I see ambulances all the time on Harrodsburg. You know, right. It's a pretty safe, safe area, safe town. I feel like it has to be. It has to be like a signal because like why would you just throw it in there anyways? Like sure. it, it was it was like right at the very end of the scene. It wasn't like. Yeah, you're probably right. He's, he probably killed her. Yeah. But I like that it's ambiguous. You know, you don't have to see that. That's a smart move. Right. I, a lot of this movie is just kind of like ambiguous and like leaves you up to your your own thoughts. I mean, ambiguous in the right ways. Yeah. In in a lot of ways, I you know I think it's sometimes it's a little bit maybe too ambiguous. Like there's I I need I need the person who's telling me the story to just tell me the fucking story. at, at sometimes you know. Do you think he went into this like in this moment and he was just like, I'm gonna kill her, or do you think this happens throughout the conversation? I think my interpretation was that he's gonna kill her. He walked into that room thinking he was gonna kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, I agree. Cause now we're we get this is <laughs> a prelude to what we see at the end of the film. I love that. All my life I thought my life was a tragedy, but now I realize it's a fucking comedy. Great line. It's just a brutal way. Just a brutal way to just kill someone. Doesn't he first see Does he have that does he have that uh that He sees himself on the Murray show, right? In the hospital? For the first time, or does he see it when... No, yeah, so he's in the hospital room with his mom, and he sees the TV, yeah, he's that's on That's he sees Murray. Yeah. Um, okay. I was going to say, it was a... I thought that's when he first had that, like, hallucination that he was in the Murray crowd and went on a show. I was like, that'd be a bit of poetry there to have him experience kind of his highest high, his highest imagined moment right. with perhaps his darkest in the in the same room. I love that he he practices this though, like he rewinds the tape and he just he practices how he's gonna enter and shake Murray's hand. So great, so fantastic. Gives you hints of the Joker, like being a mastermind of mm-hmm. of sorts. Always kind of having a plan. Which if this turned into like, if they did connect it to like Robert Pattinson's movie and this was like the Joker of that, I don't know if I would believe this particular iteration mm-hmm. of the character right. would become some kind of mastermind. Like I agree. Like Heath Lester, Ledger's Joker, it, it's kind of into that he has like military experience and yeah, right. Kind of makes more sense. Uh, but this guy, he he's he's more of like act on the like the seat of his pants kind of thing he's just you know mm-hmm. he's kind of going with it and doing what he wants in the moment where the traditional joker has like a plan a plan b and plan c and right. batman foils all of them essentially but i could see this joker being though like a lot of what he is though is he's like a motivating factor throughout the city mm-hmm. and i could see him like motivating the next person to be the joker 
almost like he's uh not specifically like make another joker but like if as far as like reaching out to people that are acting on his behalf like uh who's the uh the, the guy um uh charles manson yeah ask right right where he didn't actually murder anyone but his ideology and and and, and words get through and vision yeah I uh, no, I agree. But to me, I want to see. I like the way that they're doing the new Batman movie in the sense, like that the Joker isn't part of it. Hmm. We have Riddler and we have Penguin and Two Face and all these other people. So all three of those are confirmed to be in it. Yeah, I mean, there two of them have already been cast. Publicly. Is he an existing? Like, is Bat has Batman been Batman for I, years? When I believe, movies? like, yeah, he's been Batman for. Uh, a couple of years not hmm. you know he hasn't been Batman for 20 years like Ben Affleck's Batman but probably for like less than five which I think is great interesting uh, place to start because I am a origin story guy like I think the most interesting place you can start is the beginning of someone's transformation to their alter ego those tidy whities man they just threw me off they're just so loose and so big Granny panties. So unnecessarily big. If anything, he's spending more money on underwear. Just buy them smaller so they fit and you'll save some money. Exactly. Yeah, so I think like the part with the picture is like this part here or something. Like there's a picture of her. And like it says like, you know, love you always, Tom. You don't think the mom wrote that? I mean, listen, if we do that, like, we start, like, like anything is possible. So True. Like, well, no, okay, if we're saying he wrote it, I think he wrote it, like, uh, I mean, he's, like, a millionaire. He's probably a playboy of sorts, like, you know, Bruce would be. Right. He maybe had a relation with her, like, once, gave her... Uh, wrote that and then like moved on. Mm-hmm. But as far as like conceiving a child and actually being in love with her, I don't know if I buy that. But again, well, I don't think yeah, I don't, you can interpret yeah. it uh, multiple ways. But see, like the the Thomas Wayne in say like the Nolan trilogy, right? In the first movie in Batman Begins, like that's just not a version of the character that I could see having an affair. He just seems like a goodwill person who just oh, in the, in the uh, Dark Knight trilogy yeah, so, yeah yeah the nolan trilogy yeah, of, of like batman begins this this thomas wayne though i look at it like he's kind of a scummy fuck right you know mm-hmm. I, like i don't think he's like that great of a person so like the idea of him having an affair with somebody is uh well there's kind of the duality there where like yeah if, if he's actually the scummy one and then the, the girl was good but he kind right. of fucked her life up which led to the joker i mean you could say he fucked up his own son You mind if I uh, read something uh, someone sent in to the podcast? Oh, by all means. Yeah, so we got a we got a tweet here. Uh, so we put on Twitter. I tweeted out, and it was retweeted by Movie House. I just asked people what they thought of the movie, and so somebody wrote in. What's their name? Well, their Twitter name is what the fuck is a jellical? 
like a like cats, I guess. Yeah, sure. But at one two three Brandon B R E N D A N twelve, he wrote. God, first of all, fuck. Yikes. That poor, that poor guy. Jesus, brutal. See, we've had violence in the film, but it's been minimal. So like, this when this like, hits, it hits hard. Yeah. Fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. It leaves you shocked and jarred in the uh, in the movie. Did you think he was gonna kill the little guy? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't up until like the door was locked, and I was like, "That's Joker enough to where he would let him think that he was gonna go free and just murder him." Fair. Like, well, I, that's 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 the thing with like the Joker and chaos. You, you never know what you're gonna get. Right. But like, in that moment, right when he like reaches for the door and he can't or he can't reach it, and there was like an audible groan in the theater. I yeah. Remember. Yeah. People were like, "Oh, fuck." And I was like, shit, dude, that fucking sucks, bro. But he just lets him go. He lets him. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's the lesson. Always be nice to psychic, psychotic people. That's why I treat Barbie like a queen. Isn't that right? (laughs) God. Just go. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody was just like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. But see, like, this is the glimpses of the Joker, though, where he kind of reaches out to scare him. Yeah. (laughs) I like how he's already kind of, like, absent-minded about the whole... Murder. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. He just like kind of oh, yeah. zones out. Yeah. But at this point, he's like, possibly, like here we were just like fuck. You know, at this point, he's killed like what four, five, six people at this point. Yeah. So like, I guess maybe like, the idea of murder is just not something that affects him anymore. Right. What do you think of the song? I know a lot of people hated this song, by the way. It worked for me. It worked for me, too. I loved it. Because I think the entire look of the Joker here with the suit, the makeup, the hair, I just think it looks fucking great. Well, and because the song is so different than what the score is. Yeah. So it works for this complete 180, this transformation. It's even sunnier. Right. In in the, the streets and the stairway here. This is uh, I think this is like one of those moments now where it's like, this is like an iconic scene now. Oh yeah. Like I think this could be the most iconic scene of 2019 out of all the movies. You're not wrong. What the uh, what the Twitter uh, what did Brandon say? Sorry, yeah, sorry. Let me. Sorry, we just got to like the the juicy part of the movie, and so I just zoned out. Um, he said, "I appreciate the performances." Uh, in parentheses, Joaquin was great, uh, obviously. The direction and the score, but the script was really weak, so I didn't end up liking it that much. Hmm. Which I think is a fair a fair assessment. Which I kind of said earlier. I was just like, you know, I don't think the script is like blow me away kind of idea, but sure, everything around it is just so great. Like I just I loved it. (laughs) 
I love how they just have to go all down these steps, so he just gets, gets a great, like, head start. Fantastic. Any other tweets? That was it. That was the only one oh. we got. So thanks to Brandon, who wrote in. Appreciate it. God. Just gets destroyed by a car. The funny thing is, like, you know, he goes into the subway, right, with the, mm -hmm. uh, with everybody in it, and I think that was actually, like, the first scene they filmed in the entire movie. This one coming up right here? The, yeah, the part where they're all in the, in the subway, yeah. Huh. It was, like, the first scene that was, uh, was filmed. I love that he's just, like, in a crowd full of, uh people in clown masks and he just like at one point he just like takes the mask off somebody he's like he's like fuck you buddy mm -hmm. <laughs> just like and he gets pushed and that's when the whole riot starts that's an impressive thing about filmmaking like because the films are all you know shot out of order it's like sometimes as an actor you gotta like bring it bring your best to like your first scene right you know? I believe that's like what I remember reading something about. Like, have you ever seen? Uh, oh, I was gonna say. Um, uh, go ahead. I've seen the popped in my mind. Um, Andy Circus uh, and and Martin Freeman. The first scene of The Hobbit was them in the cave together. Sure. And that's like probably the best scene of that, you know. Oh, okay. Movie. When you gotta nail it, right? You gotta nail the Gollum Erdos in the dark scene, and. Uh huh. I remember that standing out to me. What were you gonna say though? Oh, sorry. No, I was just like, I love, I love just like the chaos that the movie just brings now. Like you're just not quite sure what's going on. Sure. <laughs> and you know somebody gets shot and killed here, and they all just maul the police officers. But uh, I remember you've seen Superman Returns, right, Brandon Routh? I actually haven't. You've never seen that movie? Uh-uh. So, Brandon Routh, obviously, he was casted because he looked like Christopher Reeves in that movie. Um, but he didn't have, like, a ton of, like, acting experience. So, like, they started shooting that movie out of order. And I guess he just kind of couldn't get into the, the character like that. So then they started shooting it chronologically so that he could build momentum into the character. Because he was just so kind of green and not professionalized yet. Interesting. So that's why some of like the big iconic parts of that movie kind of just feel off, just because he was just like not comfortable with it. This is Brandon Routh, right? Brandon Routh, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, the first... I love that. I love that shot of him just like walking down with like the cigarette in his mouth, and then the cops running the other way. I just think it's great. But the first time I was introduced to Brandon Routh was uh, as the villain in Chuck, season three. Okay. After he would have filmed Man of Steel. Or not Man Still, but uh, Superman 6 or whatever it was. <laughs> Mr. Franklin, buddy. Get it right. I like that here, the, the Murray of his imagination actually is pretty much living up to that. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think he... 
Yeah, because he was going to kill himself on camera. Yeah, right. He didn't intend to kill him. Kill Murray, but once yeah. he finds out Murray is, you know, not not that envisioned guy that he thought he was. Um, but he you know, out. yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of stuff just like works through his mind. He doesn't go in with like a a plan that he carries out throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think he goes into this and he's like hoping that Murray is going to be, you know, thinking that he's funny and like he's like you know this charming guy. And right. Instead, Murray kind of judges him and he kind of comes to the conclusion like he was brought onto this to be made fun of essentially do you think that people are going to do you think that he believes that he's actually going to be funny or do you think he, he knows he's not going to be funny to these people and he's that's gonna i think he definitely believes that he's funny because hmm. he even like chastises the crowd at one point i think he like makes a joke about like a drunk driver or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, and he's just like, oh, come on. He's like, he's like, comedy is subjective. He's like, people who are funny like me and not funny. And he like points to Murray. I think that's when like <laughs> the things like when it starts to like table starts to turn on him. So mm-hmm. is there anything more enjoyable though than when you're watching a movie and you don't know where, it, which way it's going to go? Oh yeah, no doubt. You can, that can be a bad thing where it's like this movie's so awful. I, we're jumping back, back and forth. I don't know where the where I'm at. Like mother, what are we feeling? Kind of like a Rise, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Like. Okay, that's a great shot. By the oh, way, I love it. Doused in blue. But uh, in this, one, I think this is where he starts to turn though when they start playing the the clip back. Oh right. And he starts to realize I was being brought on here to be made fun of. But I love this, like just the little assumes his he ballerina like stance. I think he, like doesn't he like mimic Murray's like little pose that he does every every uh, show that he does. I can't recall. I think he does it like early on in the movie when he comes out and he's like the music's playing and he, which I Robert De Niro like I have to give it to him like he he felt like a uh, like a Johnny Carson or like a somebody I would have watched on like on I, late, I feel like host. this role could have easily been a phoned in by him maybe. oh yeah right but it feels like yeah but like that's why I think like Scorsese was like so important I think to it mm-hmm. even as just like a producer oh he produced this his company produced it I don't think he explicitly produced it but like Scorsese's production company did gotcha I think maybe like Scorsese's daughter or something like that or, or or brother or sister or something like that there was like a family member who runs the production company <laughs> she just comes out and like just kisses the old lady Lawrence Shear the cinematographer mm. I will say that nobody I mean it, it was a great job but like I don't think the way that people hype in up nineteen seventeen, I don't think anybody's gonna win choreography except for or not choreography, sorry, cinematography than hmm. than them. He did Godzilla King of the Monsters as well. What's that movie had some good shots in it, eh? You saw it? I saw it, yeah. I mean it's fine. yeah. I I think that movie is like extremely flawed. I never did. He was cinematographer on the Hangover movies. Uh, I love you, man. Mm. I like that movie a lot. Good actually. movie. 
It's a great, great laugh. Oh, yeah. It's a great laugh. It's the best Joker laugh, in my opinion. Not close. Really? As- aside from Hamels. But Hamels necessarily wouldn't work in like right. a, a real, real life. Right. Movie. But, I'm, you know, like, I mean, does, does Ledger's Joker do, like, I mean, his do, he does do, a, like, a pretty good laugh, but I don't feel like it's... Not as prominent as... Yeah. His whole mantra is more of... Uh, in his in his catchphrases, I think that's more of iconic, more iconic for that particular iteration of it. Right. That's yeah. Barbie was talking about the the handwriting. I I said that that's psychopathic uh, handwriting. You know, it's psychopathic bending a notebook in half like that. that oh yeah. Me. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> So good. There's like such a tense, tense like mm-hmm. build up here. <laughs> There's a drunk driver joke here. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how like that kind of is funny humor now in right. today's society. Right. I think the uh, the Joker's makeup's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. That's great. Just, just eerie, creepy. <laughs> I love it even they just think that's the joke. So the, he a little bit here in a minute. He's gonna say the line. It's like. Um, you know, this is what happens when a society kind of like, you know, steps over somebody, you know, like, like basically like broadcasting, like a mentally ill kind of line to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said like, that's like super on the nose, like the super off. I, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Hmm. I thought it fit like the dialogue of the character. You get what you fucking deserve. Murray, of course, rather than cuts or, you know, gets off stage, he on his show challenges him and meets him like I feel like he's being pretty rational as the host right like I don't know if Murray is necessarily a I don't think he's like an awful guy uh, that that we see but it seems as normal as the rest of you know people right. that host shows or, or whatever a lot of it though like I look right like, there's moments where Murray looks off to the you know offset and is the guy he's like cut 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 this like you know mm-hmm. but I think he looks at this as like an opportunity to as like an I, boost as, to be the guy that and it's an iconic TV moment right to have somebody who murdered three sure. people admitted on on a well you gotta imagine when on you're on TV. TV like you're aware of like when something pretty when it's extraordinary gonna is happening yeah. happening yeah Like I don't think there was ever a moment where he felt like he was in danger from this guy because I think he looks at it as like a pathetic. Mm-hmm. But because like at any moment he could just be like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Like you're you're fucking psychotic. You're a murderer. Like I don't want to be around you. Mm-hmm. But I I do think like he just looks at this as like his iconic TV moment that will be replayed for oh yeah all of eternity. 
that a psychotic man in clown makeup is admitting to murdering three people. Good little boy, that's who you are. I'm a Karen. good little boy. I'm the goodest boy. Are you going to one day snap on me? Strangle me with a mic cord, perhaps. Done. It might happen here before the end of the pod. Mm. You know what I like about this movie, too? It's mm. a nice tight two hours. Oh, yeah. It's great. Tight. And it doesn't linger too long at all, really. I watched uh, I watched The Irishman in, in two sittings. Oh, same. I did too. Mainly because I was tired, but it's a long movie. Did you see the the Ricky Gervais line where he's like, "We're gonna play a clip from The Irishman, a uh, short clip. Uh, it's eighty-eight minutes long." Oh yeah, that was a great joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it. I don't know what it, that is banging on like the it's almost like fuck and there's like no lead up to that moment yeah. it just happens it's bang which I love yeah like I remember in the theater the people in front of me they just like they went they went back in their seats because they were just like floored by that moment it was oh, yeah. it was great and doesn't he like shoot him a couple of times even though he's dead like I think he like shoots him in the chest like two more times or something Hard for me to remember, but I tell you what, it's the thing that is like, oh yeah, yeah. even commenting right. on it, it's. I love how they just like stayed there though. I would have been gone. Right. I would have been gone. There would have been no catching me. And then he grabs the camera here. And they cut him off. Hmm. <laughs> and like the slow zoom out, yeah. But his message gets out. Yeah. Oh, low battery. Well, battery in my app. Are we going to have enough to finish the pod? 5%. Ooh, it's cutting it. There's not that much left. Uh, I'll keep an eye on it here. You got to think it just won't die on me, right? What was that? I, it won't just like die after showing me 5%. It'll go to like 4 and 3 and 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't fail me now, Apple. I mean, we only have, what, like 10 minutes left? Yeah, if that. But the movements happen. I, I know a lot of people, they didn't like the, you know, Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne dying scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. I... I don't give a fuck to be honest with you like it doesn't bother me i know people like i didn't i didn't necessarily like dislike it but it felt like unnecessary right just like i remember uh, our friend adam he was like oh no like like he couldn't see that coming that right joker was the cause of, of i'm like that is such an easy uh, that's a bunt as far as connecting uh, right joker and batman blah 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 which i mean like that's why I think it was part of the movie. I think it was just like, once again, let's remind people that Bruce Wayne at some point is going to become Batman. Um, great. 
but uh so you could really cut like there because <clears throat> you have that flashback of him at the insane asylum later on right but I do love the scene where he just like he's on top of the, the police car and he just like smears the blood to make this the smile mm -hmm. that's fucking sweet He just has his uh, his disciples now at this point. But, you know, I think a lot of people were like, oh, we've seen the Waynes die, like, in every single Batman iteration of movie. And I'm like, right, yeah, true, we have. And probably do we need to see it? No. Probably not. But it's an important, iconic moment for that character. I wonder if those clown masks were ones they just kind of found and... Ordered a shit ton of, or you think those were like custom made for the film? I'd say custom made. For custom the film. made and designed. Yeah. yeah, I think they try to make it like it. It does those clown masks like they seem similar to the ones from the Nolan movie in The Dark Knight when they robbed the bank in mm -hmm. the beginning of it. I don't. I don't know if that was done on purpose or not, but it, yeah, uh, they do seem very similar. Don't they? Yeah. No, I'm not saying I think those movies are connected in any type of way, but I'm just, that's something. See, like, I knew, I knew from the trailers, honestly, that, like, the Waynes were going to die here because of the movie that was playing, like, when Batman's parents were killed, Zorro was playing. And you even can, like, even get a shot of them there, so. I knew we were going to see it before even the movie started. Is that, uh, is the movie that's playing when they die, like, something that's... Zorro. Something that's like across yeah. multiple comics. Right. Has it yeah. always been the case? Yeah. I thought they were like a like, play in the Nolan movie. I mean, it may be a play of Zorro, but it's Zorro because like that's one of the reasons why he decides to wear the mask. Because Zorro wears a mask. There's the pearls. I guess that's iconic as well, right? Yeah. Coughing of blood, yeah. Gross. Is that just like an internal bleeding thing? People just coughing up blood? I don't know. I mean, he got bashed, maybe. It could be that, or maybe it's... Like, I just want to know what, what internal injury causes you to cough up blood. Like a lung injury? I'm, I'm not a doctor, clearly. I, I don't know. Let us know in the comments. At four percent. All right, we're gonna make it. Maybe. I think we're gonna make it. We might have to start. We might start wrapping the podcast up when we get to the insane asylum. That way, right when the movie ends, we can end the podcast. All right. I just I love this this shot. Aside from him, like on the on the stairs, and uh, maybe the, like the scene backstage at the Murray shot. Like this might be my third favorite shot of the movie. Hmm. Just like the zoom out, like blood smile and his arms kind of out. Yeah. One final pose. He's a dancer. A dancer, Sandor. He's dancing there. That's a good puppy. Say, Sandor, he liked to watch Joker too. Would you prefer if the movie ended at this point? Like when he, in his triumphant moment? Or do you like the fact that it ended at the insane asylum? I would have liked it in here. Yeah, same. I, I was hoping it would end here. The asylum part seems a bit unnecessary. Yeah. Because, again, we had that one 
brief shot so great. at the beginning of the movie. Right. Where you're like, oh, I, I mean, I didn't notice it the first time, I guess, but on, right. upon rewatch, it's like, oh, well, you can infer that he that nothing is ever, caught, goes to Arkham, right. blah, blah, blah. The rest is history. Right. I think that scene is supposed to infer that this may have never happened and it was all in Arthur's mind. Which, yeah, seems a bit... Which I don't like. Unnecessary. I don't like that at all, but... I choose to think that it happened and he was caught and he was put in Do you think the studio wanted to add that scene because this was such a dark ending? Uh, God, I I hope not. I hope that's not the choice because the entire movie is dark. Right. But their reason could be like, well, if they leave the theater with uh, some optimism, perhaps. But doesn't he, like, walk out, though? Like, it it infers that he, like, murdered the... uh, the lady that he's talking to in this scene because he has, like, blood on his feet and he's leaving, like, blood-soaked footprints. Right. Are Joaquin Phoenix's teeth just so they fucked up? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Is this the same? No, it's not the same lady. Different, Different lady. Different lady. Should we go ahead and, uh... Give our final thoughts on the movie. Yeah, let's be wrapping up. Yeah, so I love this movie. I think it's fantastic. It's definitely a must-watch, in my opinion, for the year of 2019. Um, you know, I think that this movie... I like this, though, laughing over panning away from Bruce's... Right. But this movie's fantastic. Great performances. Great direction by Todd Phillips. The music is outstanding. Uh, just one of those iconic performances by Joaquin Phoenix. Honestly, what a, yeah, what a, I mean, great performance, a welcome surprise from like a director that you, you right. thought was more of like your your run of the mill, I guess. You know, a fine director, but this kind of comes out of nowhere, which is great. Right. Yeah. And in a world where everything has to be like super connected to the next movie, you it's going to be average at best, probably. It, right. It turns out to be on its own, just a pretty brilliant film. Kind of just a reminder that. There's it doesn't everything doesn't have to be connected that you can have solo one off movies and mm-hmm. make comic book movies and they can be great. And to like yeah the point of a uh, Brandon commented on our the Twitter uh, feed like it's best written story and no but it's not like really heavy right. on on its in its script it's uh it's more just about Joaquin's performance uh, yeah there's the blood on the shoes mm-hmm. right. It's about his performance in this like this weird euphoric state. It, it leaves you kind of disturbed. Right. It affects you. I mean, why do you watch a film if not to be affected, you know, to a certain level? And this is definitely one of those... I mean, I couldn't imagine, uh, imagine a better villain origin kind of story. Right. Same. That That doesn't come off as like really cheesy or it's got to fit some kind of mold. This is like my opinion quite original and uh it also at the same time honors the joker you were maybe expecting or that you kind of know right while being different so so two two thumbs ups from us and yeah. we think that you guys should get it reminder uh if there's a poll up next week vote on it so we know what to to record and follow movie house at movie house pod on twitter and instagram cody's at um, Cody Polson, and I'm at Kieran underscore Bergen. Subscribe to the podcast feed if you're not already and leave us a nice review and rating. Uh, mention that you guys enjoyed the podcast. And 
I think that's all we have right now. We're wrapping it up here. Cody's uh, credits are rolling. In. Yeah, we're about to. Um, we're about to head stop. out. Thanks for watching the first episode of Animal House. We're gonna keep it on the Movie House podcast feed. See you guys. Peace.